It sounds like something out of a movie, but in the Bay of Bengal, a long way from anywhere else are the lush Andaman and Nicobar Islands. There's hardly any humans there, and the islands are home to hundreds of species found nowhere else on Earth. But it's the leatherback turtle which links Australia to these islands. The vulnerable reptiles feed in waters around our country. And one of their main nesting spots is Great Nicobar Island, which is a UNESCO biosphere reserve. But the government of India wants to build a giant military and commercial port there, potentially destroying the turtles' nesting areas. Sarah Dingle spoke to Dr Divya Narain, a biodiversity and conservation consultant based in Mumbai. What is the global significance of the biodiversity in the Andaman and Nicobar Islands? In terms of global significance, I would like to highlight the uh, the example of the leatherback turtle. So uh, the leatherback turtle is uh, an internationally important uh, migratory species. It is the largest sea turtle that exists. And uh, in terms of its relation to the Great Nicobar Island, the Great Nicobar Island provides the largest nesting site for the turtle in Indian Ocean. And this turtle, mind you, it annually migrates for more than 10,000 kilometers. So I would say that the biodiversity that is hosted in the Great Nicobar Island is of global importance, especially when we talk about the leatherback turtle. The reason why we're talking about this, of course, is that there is a port proposal for the area. Could you outline the port proposal? What would this involve in terms of construction? So uh, the port is at the centre of a massive multi-project development plan for the Great Nicobar Island. There will be a number of other subsidiary developments. Uh, They have planned an international airport with a peak carrying capacity of 4,000 passengers, a greenfield township, which will, over the next three decades, be home to 300,000 people. So the current population of the island is 8,000 people. It is likely to increase 40-fold over the next three decades. This is like nothing the island has seen in the past. It has remained largely untouched. I remember I went as a tourist about a decade ago, and tourists aren't even allowed in the Great Nicobar Island as of now because of its ecological fragility. What you're describing, a 40-fold increase in population, is extraordinary. When you look at these islands, they're closer to Thailand and Malaysia than they are to India. And amongst the people who currently live on them is a significant population of Indigenous peoples. Is that right? That's right. That's right. How do the Indigenous peoples feel about this proposal? There has been only one public consultation. As far as I know, a lot of uh, activity in terms of... uh, People, local communities and tribes getting impacted hasn't started yet. There's an international principle of biodiversity conservation that if you're doing something that has a significant impact on biodiversity, you're supposed to improve biodiversity somewhere else, which is the like-for-like principle. How has the like-for-like principle been addressed in the port proposal? The kind of compensation that has been proposed for this project that has that is imp- uh, uh, mandatory for granting the uh, forest clearance is a joke. So what uh, the forest clearance proposes is to carry out compensatory afforestation 
in the states of Haryana and Madhya Pradesh, which are thousands of kilometers from the islands. And the geography is entirely different. Haryana, for example, is a subtropical semi-arid zone. Planting timber species thousands of kilometers away from the project site would be scant compensation for the diverse flora and fauna and the diverse habitats that will be permanently altered by this project. What are the geopolitics here? Why does the government of Narendra Modi want this port so badly? First is it, the location of uh, the Great Nicobar Islands is geostrategically very important in terms of its proximity to China, in terms of its proximity to Sri Lanka. Secondly, uh, it has been said that the facilities that will be developed here, the port and the airport, will be dual use. So they will be used both by the military as well as commercial dual use which in itself is a very strong case to garner support for such a project because it makes a very nationalistic case when you want to get broader support from mainland India. If the project goes ahead as described, of those hundreds of leatherback turtle nesting sites in particular, how many would be left? So it's very difficult to estimate at this point as to the exact impact that project would have. But one study says that currently the access to the leatherback turtle is about three kilometers. Access to the bay is about three kilometers and it will be reduced to 300 meters. So you can imagine the kind of impact it will have on the nesting and the numbers of leatherback turtle in that particular subpopulation a Northeast Indian subpopulation, which is already listed as critically endangered. Sorry to be parochial, but if this project goes ahead, should Australians expect a lot fewer leatherbacks visiting our shores to feed? Yes, eventually, I guess, over the next few years, because the project will be developed over the next three decades. But I think the species is going to get affected badly with this project. That was Divya Narain, a biodiversity and conservation consultant based in Mumbai, speaking to Sarah Dingle. It's easier than ever to hear your favourite local and national ABC radio stations, live and on demand on the ABC Listen app.